Good morning, Lansing. It's Saturday, it's 9 a.m., and the pet experts are in the building. This is the MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show on 1320 WILS and 1320WILS.com. Now, here are your hosts, Rick Pruce and Lee Cohen. Welcome, pet keepers, to this week's MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show. I'm your host, Lee Cohen, here with my co-hosts, the pet experts themselves. First, to my left, Mr. Rick Pruce. Good morning, Rick. Good morning, Lee, Dr. Schultz. <laughs> good, good morning. Now what? Just one morning here, people. Sorry to everybody to wholly take this off. One morning. To my right is Dr. Uh, Schultz. <laughs> well, I believe I believe in seniority. And well, even though you are the one retired, <laughs> well, he's been on the show longer. Well, Rick, Rick's so got the seniority. Rick I'll get, give it to Rick him. Rick gets that. So, <laughs> bye. Good morning, both of good you. Good morning. And I, I could have just gone and back to my 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 right is uh, Lee Cohen. And oh, that, oh, go back just, that way. I was just That's okay. all right. Oh, we God, we do have Dr. Will Schultz uh, <laughs> in the studio with us as well. And I welcome you both. And I have congratulations before we get started on this week's show. Rick, I need to pay a compliment, not to you, but to a family member of yours, (laughs) because the world knows about Rick Pruce's reputation in his industry when it comes to not just his years of experience, but also the degree of service and knowledge that you guys have provided to customers. And it's something that your competition has even talked about over the years. But who knew that it carried over in the genes? Because (laughs) bottom line is, your daughter has just been named the Outstanding Service Employee in the Lansing area in a recent survey, and that's huge. Congratulations. Well, congratulations to her. Uh, the store is has benefited ever since the first time she picked up a milk crate and put it behind the counter to stand there at the age of, like, nine, <laughs> right? maybe eight. I don't know. She was quite young. She had to get it up there in order to use it. Um, she's been at the business and, and has always contributed in the largest of ways. And it's not surprising. I think the, the customer service, um, aspect that I think of for her is definitely a three dimensional. You think of customer service and hi, can I help you and being nice. And I think that's what's really exceptional for her. And, you know, I'll, I'll be honest, uh, she kind of picked it up from watching her dad plus other you know, store members that are just really invested in the store is she's always looking out, not just for the immediate transaction, but that long-term relationship with the customer uh, at the counter, like almost a gatekeeper as they come up, they'll see what's, she'll see what's in their arms and see if that makes sense. Do they have all the things they should have? When you sport the cast of employees that we have, which is a large number of service-oriented employees, there's always going to be new aspiring uh, staff members, and then the the long toothed ones, such as myself, and inevitably there's going to be interactions that are well meaning, but maybe not complete. And she grabs those as they come up to there, and 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 is just always available to answer questions and always learning. It, well, it's a talent you kind of have to develop. You're just not. This is a, and this is the classic. 
doesn't fall far from the tree, Pop. Well, yeah, but I will say this, and I'm going to say this about everybody who's going to be around the table today, because whether it was in your business, Dr. Schultz, whether it was in Rick's business, or our guest today, Janice Milligan-Peters, who is the owner of the Doggy Daycare and Spa facilities through in Okemos and in Lansing, there's a reason why your businesses lasted decades Whereas most businesses are lucky if they last five years in business. But but you guys have all managed to pull it off because deep in your heart, your thought is customer service first. What can I do to make a great experience for my customer as opposed to always thinking about yourself or your own interests. And and as someone who's met a lot of business owners, been a business owner, <laughs> there's a lot of people who have a hard time getting out of their own mind mm-hmm. and thinking and seeing the world through the eyes of a customer. But that's what we're going to talk about today because uh, Janice is going to be in, and I've said for years, for people who give their dogs over to her, And the custody, either Janice or her employees, they do it for a reason. And the reason is that they know that her standards are very strict when it comes to making sure that animals behave right, that animals are not just anyone is allowed in there. You have to behaviorally be able to do it, and it makes a big difference. So it's going to be a great conversation. And, Doc, this will be your first chance ever having a chance to sit down with Janice and uh, get to know her. I think you'll probably have the same conclusion Rick and I do. Yeah, great organization. Been around for a lot of years. Well, it it does make a difference, but that's the conversation we're going to have this week. Welcome back to the MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show on 1320 WILS. Here are your hosts, Rick Bruce and Lee Cohen. We're back here with the MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show, and we have with us here in the studio a returning guest. It's Janice Milligan-Peters from the Doggy Daycare and Spa locations in Okemos and in uh, Lansing, actually Delta Township to Delta be very Delta. specific. Delta. But welcome back to the show, Janice. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's always a pleasure to see you. I got a chance to see you couple weeks ago at mm-hmm. the big doggy daycare or, or oh. no you guys were set up at the Pruce event the Bruce. and yes. I, it's, it's like I keep crossing all of these paths and it's a wonderful thing to see you guys working together because Lord knows Rick gets a lot of dogs in his place and you've got a great place for him to go yeah. and people are constantly saying my wife included she said it to me last night I've got to figure out ways to get the dogs out because they're getting too bored Mm-hmm. And that becomes the problem. So, Janice, let me begin today's show with the question, who is daycare appropriate for and are there dogs that are not appropriate for daycare, in your opinion? That's a great question, Lee. So, um, you know, we do cageless daycare and we offer boarding services for dogs that are able to go to daycare. It is a cageless environment and dogs are interacting together all day. So because of that, we do have requirements all the dogs have to meet and we have an enrollment process that they do have to go through. Everyone has to be at least five months old. We want to have their bodies to have an opportunity to their bones to harden. Um, They have to be spayed or neutered. So sometimes we see dogs a lot later 
than five months now because, um, you know, people are waiting right. longer to, to spay and neuter. But I think it's important that dogs be spayed or neutered because as much as we all love puppies, we certainly don't want to send anybody home with any. <laughs> so, um, you know, we're not a dating service. We are a daycare. Oh, yeah. So... Um, <laughs> We'll leave the breeding, the breeding <laughs> stuff to to Dr. Schultz over here. Um, so they have to be spayed or neutered. They have to be current on all their vaccines. Um, we're very strict about our vaccination requirements. We um, require the canine influenza vaccination, which isn't always readily available, but I think is starting to become more in stock again. Um, but we we want the dogs to have that too for an extra layer of protection. Um, along with the more standard ones, the rabies, the distemper combo, the bordetella. Um, everyone has to be on flea and heartworm preventative. Everyone has to be at current on fecal testing. We want um, we don't want anybody to bring any unwelcome friends with them. So we want to make sure that nope, everyone's parasite-free. Um, once they meet our requirements, then we do an evaluation with them. And um, we have different team members that do those evaluations. And what they do is they introduce them to about 10 to 15 of our daycare regulars just to see how they're going to do. Um, we introduce them to one dog for comfortable. We introduce them to another dog and we, and then we overwhelm them a little bit, make sure they can handle that because it can be overwhelming. I mean, imagine going into a kindergartner, going into a classroom for the first time, or, you know, you're going into a, a, a meeting with a group of people you've never met before. That's a little overwhelming. And so mm-hmm. we have to make sure that the dog can handle that, that little bit Perfect. of stress right. and see how they handle that without aggression. You know, it's okay for them to be overwhelmed. We expect them to be overwhelmed, but we want to see how they handle that. Once we're comfortable with the dog, we'll pass them and they can come to daycare. Now, if at any time during that process, the, um, the vetting process where we see if the dog meets our requirements, um, the application, we review it to make sure that there's nothing, um, no flags in there that make us think, wow, I wonder if this is going to be a good fit. If at any time we think it's not going to be a good fit, we'll just let the pet owner know. You know, um, it's it's better for us not to have a dog there that is going to potentially create an unsafe environment for themselves or for anyone else than it is for us to have them there. It's not, you know, it's not about just having as many dogs as possible. We can have a lot of dogs because we're careful about the dogs we have. Dr. Schultz. Yeah. You know, you had years and years and years of a waiting room. Inevitably, (laughs) you must relate or connect with her talk and tell us a little bit about your perspective on what she has created. Do you know what's interesting is that uh, some of our waiting room confrontations, which are always going to happen. Right. It's a leash a lot of times. We're clients. Oh, 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 yeah. I I have to share. Oh, yeah. I knew nobody was expecting. There were a couple... There were a couple um, uh, situations that we had where uh, people would be opposing breeders or, uh, you know, stuff like that. But mostly um, our waiting room had two different sides to it so dogs could be separated. And everybody has to be on a leash in the waiting room. Uh, One of the big issues years and years ago was a a gentleman was in with a three-piece blue suit right straight from work with a Persian cat on his lap. And a dog came in and goes like, row, 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 there's a cat, and went launched at the cat, scared the bejesus out of this cat. Well, what happens to people with cats is if cats get scared, they have a thing with their hair coat where they can actually shed hair with fear. Mm-hmm. Uh, humans can't do it. Uh, mine just falls out. But in, in, in cats, so this poor guy's 
from his mid-thigh, and I'm doing it on there and you can't see me, to mid-chest was completely white with cat hair. <laughs> uh, the cat survived, the dog survived, everything was good. But yeah. with, with leashes, you do get aggressive dogs. I mean, mm-hmm. with the repro that we did in the clinic, we would see certain breeds that came in that they do well with their family, but they're not dogs that should be out in public. And so mm-hmm. this is what you run into at daycare. Uh-huh. And so when you get this, and that's the other thing too is, uh, kids and dogs get tired by the end of the day. Yes. And when you get tired, just like people, you can get grouchy. Oh, yeah. absolutely. So we see that a lot with boarding dogs. Yeah, yeah. And so you see towards, towards as the day goes on, and as, as our our show goes on, you know, Lee gets really grouchy sometimes, <laughs> and, and I, I have to deal with that. And so you have to tone it down a little bit so we don't start a fist fight. But, but that's what you see there too, don't you? Well, you know, we have a one dog only or one dog family only rule in our reception area for that very reason, right. because you'll have two dogs, our best friends, out in daycare and play and then you put them on leash with mom or dad and then they act like idiots you know because they have that tension usually the uh-huh. pet owner's holding that leash back with some area tension. Of protection too. yeah and then mm-hmm. and people us as humans want dogs to meet like us which is face to face and dogs really don't want to meet face to face they want to meet head to tail yeah, and so we originally you know naturally <laughs> kind of create that tension so in mm-hmm. order to keep it from happening we just have a one dog only rule in our reception area so Good we call. bring one dog out at a time we have we take one dog back at a time now when mm-hmm. i say one dog it's also one dog family if you've got two dogs in the same family bring them in together yeah so or you're saying we have together. things asked backwards yeah, pretty much. Well, in dog and dog speak, show, I guess we do. The, the show's go. going downhill there by the second. Yeah, that that's a riot. But yeah, right? it does make a big difference when it sure around. does. And 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 humans are protective of their families, and dogs are that's yep. their job. Even in some of the really calm dogs, you can set them off by introducing another dog too close to your owner. Yep. yep. And we that learned in, in like exam rooms. Um, Certain breeds, not not most of the herding breeds, but some of the protection breeds, mm-hmm. um, I never stand between, even if I have, uh, let's put it this way, every time we're in the room, we have an assistant and a doctor in the room. Some mm-hmm. clinics don't, but we do. And the assistant's holding the dog, but you never put the assistant between the dog and the owner. Right. And as a veterinarian, you never stand between the dog and the owner. Yeah. You always let the dog have that space so the dog knows I have my gap between them and then you're on the opposite side where you belong. Mm-hmm. Right. Helps with trust yeah. and right. stuff. And then, you, and then they walk, feel more comfortable. Yeah. And when you walk up to dogs, you don't face, and this is dogs. Right. I had a German Shepherd on the table one day that had a growth exactly between his eyes. Very nice dog, very sweet dog. I walk in the room, I'm really busy. I walk in the room, I go right in the dog's face, and, I, and I'm looking at my little uh, microphone. Uh, but but you look right in the dog's face, and I looked at the dog, and I go, oh, yeah, the growth, oh, geez, look at his eyes. And his pupils dilated suddenly. Mm-hmm. So when the pupils dilate, get out of the way, mm-hmm. and I pushed back just as his mouth closed in front of my face. Mm-hmm. Completely brought it on myself. Right. But even after multiple years in business, you learn, and you learn at daycare, as you're vetting these dogs, you're watching the personality behavior, yep. you're watching their ears, you're watching their, are they slinking, are they roaching their back, are they crouching? Um, you see a lot of behaviors that are initiative behaviors. Yep, moon eye, yeah, there um, go. tense lips, you know, t- tense body. Um, you know, they have their head down, you yep. know, yeah. those types of things. You know, those are more, I'd almost rather, you know, people go, oh, the hair stands up. That doesn't bother me. That's kind of just like your armpits sweating. They're nervous. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. so there's different things that, and I've got, you know, a few of my employees have been with me almost 10 years. In fact, I've got oh, one, Cameron, who's been with me for 12. 
you oh, know, wow. and he runs my whole back of house operation at both locations, make yeah. sure everyone's trained the same, um, make sure that he takes care of any problems, any communication with, with the pet parents. So if we have to let somebody know, and we're honest with people, you know, sometimes we'll have a dog there and for one reason or another, we've determined that's not going to be a good fit. Or we just want to let them know we are having problems. And, you know, he's got, he gets that job, which is, you know, I used to do. And I figured out a way to delegate that. So, <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, <laughs> so, so, so in a normal day, at some point, okay. s- somebody's not always going to be happy with everybody. No, you, pretty I, much And you are. have people in the room with them tw- all, yep, the whole time. It's very rare that we don't, we have an issue. Ever. Rarely. They get Rarely. along better than politicians, they don't do. they? They do. They yeah. do. You know, a lot of the stuff, so we are always supervising them. And, you know, we always have multiple people with them. Mm. Um, if we only have one person, it's because it's slow, you know, a really quiet time. So but how many dogs people. are in the room? Oh, it depends on the day. A slow day is 30. A busy day is 60. But yeah. see, we see yeah. the same dogs over and over again. Yeah, so, like, right. if you think yeah. about it, you know, you throw 30 people together that have never met. That's oh. stressful, right? Oh, you put yeah. thirty people together that y'all They're that friends. know each other. That are friends. It's not a it's not a big deal, right? <laughs> so they all know each other. You know, we the dogs come on the same day or days for the most part right. every week. So, you know, they know where they fit in. They know the and, staff members that yeah. are working because and, we try to keep the the scheduling right. And for the people that don't know it, um, when we did this. On the, on the clients, say they get sick and they can't take their dog to daycare, and the dog mm-hmm. goes like every Tuesday, Thursday, right. or whatever, that dog is going to be sullen at home. Yes. The dog is not happy. It that knows I'm supposed to be playing with my friends. They and you take that. them on a walk, and they're like, uh, you're, you're, you're going, we're supposed to get in the car. Or they drive by. And, yeah, right. The facility. And we had, <laughs> yeah, and we had <laughs> so <some> many <laughs> clients that said that if for whatever reason they couldn't yeah. go in a day, the dog was literally upset. Yeah. yeah, they live for that. Yeah, they'll sit by the door yeah. and things. The Thursday dogs, a lot of them yeah. will be like, "Why aren't we going to daycare?" Yeah. As much as we love you, mom, we love our friends too. Right. Well, you know, yeah. it gives them an outing. Gives them makes the world bigger than just the backyard or a walk around the block. Absolutely. You know. And then the other thing that's great about when the dogs come for daycare regularly is that now all of a sudden, if they need a board, it's not a big deal because we all know that boarding dogs, we need dogs have to spend the night somewhere yeah. that can be very stressful. This is a very familiar environment for them. Right. right. It's like right. staying at a friend's Perfect. house. Yeah. You know, the first time might be hard, but the dogs that, you know, the more they do it, the less of a big deal it, it is. Sure, you know, it's sure, easy okay. for them. And you nobody know? drags a dog in the door, do they? Not very often. Not we see it more for grooming oh, yeah. uh, because, you know, a lot of dogs don't like to be groomed. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, they're like, even though we do everything we can to make it as low stress as possible by doing just one dog at a time and doing them start to finish when they yeah. get there so they don't have to be there longer than they have to be. Um so, but a lot of dogs just, you know, they don't like to be sprayed with water, you know, and then have smelly stuff put on them yeah. and then have to get their nails trimmed and, you know, all those things that we do with grooming. Yeah. So we'll see sometimes those dogs are a little bit more reluctant. But once a dog comes and if they, you know, and they enjoy it, they, you know, they, they, they're dragging. That's their awesome. Own is, is it, uh, could you comment a little bit about now that you've been able to witness 30 to 60 dogs in a general area, mm-hmm. are there clicks? You know, oh yeah. Well, how does that? How do, oh yeah. Is, is there they have friends. Comment, it's is high there, school. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, exactly. just, this has got to be like the cafeteria at high school. Right. Yeah. yeah. They they develop relationships with each other and, yeah. and they have friendships and you have you know you have like the 
the old fuddy-duddy like, hang out by the wall and nap together, you know, and share blankets. And uh-huh. then you get the you get the young whippersnappers that are all wrestling and everything. And that's uh-huh. I you know, that's what we have to do more when we're supervising the dogs is just keep it keep the dogs from getting the young ones from getting like too riled up and causing yeah. like chaos. That's that's what they are my team members do most of the time all day. You know, it's not yeah. it's not stopping altercations. Right, you know, it's right. more just like Keeping everybody to, to, yeah, keeping it toned down a little bit. Yeah, you're allowed to have fun, but that's a little too much. Yeah. Um. So that's what they do most of the time. But yeah, I mean, they're yeah. You'll see, you know, some the little dogs hang out together, but we don't separate the big dogs and the little dogs because everyone has to be nice regardless of how big or small they are. And if you have, you know, like I've got three dogs. I've got a 75 pound golden retriever. I've got a 20-pound Cavalier King Charles Spaniel, and I have a 9-pound Silky Terrier. And I'll tell you what, you Goodness. try to remove those little dogs from their big sister, it's yeah. not going to be yeah. not going to be yeah, good. Yeah, we always had a golden, golden and a smaller breed also t- mm-hmm. together. So, so they also now when they're there, do they get treats during the day? And no, no food, too valuable. Good because, because it create that creates a problem. We're also very careful with toys. Yeah. Because the same thing. I mean, yeah. you could have 50, do- 50 balls and the Border Collie is going to put them in a crate and guard yeah, them. Yeah, a food fight. Um, right. I remember cafeteria in high school. There yeah. were a few food fights there, but they were over different reasons. Right. Well, it's it's there's other things that are high school-like as well, and we can talk about those along with other things this morning with Janice Milligan-Peters uh, from Doggy Daycare and Spa. And Janice, after the break that we've got coming up, I'd like to talk with you a little bit about training. Okay. Because you guys are... Uh, uh, known for the grooming, known for the spa, but people who don't know, you guys have had trainers working out of there for a long time. We do. And, We've only got one right now. Well, nope. but it makes a difference when mm-hmm. these dogs are getting trained and then get a chance to actually show off mm-hmm. what they've learned. So we'll have that conversation right here on 1320 WILS. Welcome back to the MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show on 1320 WILS. Here are your hosts, Rick Bruce and Lee It's 9.35 and we're back here with the Mid-Michigan Pet Expert Talk Show. And we've been talking this morning with Janice Milligan-Peters, who is the owner of Doggy Daycare and Spa Facilities here in Okemos and in Lansing. And Janice, before the break, I tipped off that it's not just grooming that you guys do. It's not just daycare. It's not just boarding. But you guys also are doing training at your facilities and have been for quite a while. Talk a little bit about that. Yes, we um, are currently offering um, obedience classes at our Lansing location and um, potentially might be um, expanding that back over to our Okemos location next year. Um, currently, Janet Smith of um, Janet Smith Janet Smith Dog Training, used to be Good Dog Training, um, is running the classes at our Lansing facility. And um, we've had a relationship with Sarah Elguire for a lot of years, too. And she's got her own facility, Click Positive, over in Okemos. But we still send a lot of clients over to her. That's great. Well, you do have and, a, a, you know, one thing I know as uh, as a business owner, you have an investment. I mean, you've put facilities in that are state of the art. Mm-hmm. At the same time, you know, having those facilities sit empty uh, once the dogs go home probably is is the last thing you'd rather when when there's a whole dog community that could use it. And so you've done a really good job of of kind of inviting the public in to use it for other space. Sure. And, you know, and it's been a great way for us to get new clients. You know, somebody comes in and sees the facility when they're coming in for training classes. They can, you know, see that how it's kept, yeah. you know, the size of it. Um, you know, they can stop in and get some information. Um, so that's always been good. So it's a win-win. Um, you know, we also, of course, 
cross your fur. If we're having behavior problems with the dog, it's always nice to be able to say, hey, maybe you should start thinking about taking them to some classes. Yeah. Um, you know, at least it provides us with a solution because we always try to do that. You know, if we are having behavior problems with the dog, um, we always try to come up with some kind of solution first if we can. Right. And people you know? need to know, too, that a behavior classes aren't for everybody. I'm having problems with my dog. I need to go. No, no. Take your kids go to school. Right. Take your new dog to behavior, to, to obedience class. One, it socializes the, cl- the dog. Right. And two, you get to go socialize with the other owners. Mm-hmm. Well, and a lot you of know? times it teaches. So, you know, the dog learns a lot, but the human learns a lot. Yeah. You know, and it teaches yeah. the human how to get the behaviors right. that they want out of the dog. Yeah, right. And you know? what it should really actually be called human behavior class, not right. dog, dog <laughs> obedience. Because in the ones I've attended, uh, your training is more important than the dog's training. Right. The dog the dog knows what they're going to do. It doesn't take much for most dogs to learn it. Right. But you have to learn how to do it properly. How to capture the, prop- the behavior correct. and be able to get, a, get the dog to repeat it yeah. on command. Right. I mean, that's what it's about. And that's what happens in a lot of families, too, where the husband, the wife, and the children all teach the dog differently. And so a lot of classes I went to, the spouses or the kids could be at class not walking the dog but watching, and then right. everybody learns. Or, or in the people that can't do that, you go home and you repeat the class to the whole family. Right. And, and any, of the classes, any of the classes we've, we've um, hosted at either of our facilities are always family-friendly. Yeah. Children are always welcome. Perfect. Um, multiple people are always welcome. So, Is there any breed that's going to walk through the door that you have a slight bit of anxiety as to whether it's going to work out, in, like breed-specific? Well, issues? we have some breeds that we, don't, we won't even enroll. So there are a few of those. Um, and we could get into that, but let, well, that's probably a different conversation. But um, there, you know, for the most part, like a lot of people ask about pit bulls, right? And so we will look at um, a pit bull isn't truly a purebred dog. You know, there's a lot of, it's an encompassing term that encompasses lots of types of dogs. Um, but if somebody, um, if they meet all of our requirements, they get through the evaluation process and, and they're obviously a mixed breed, Um then you know we'll we'll evaluate them and see if they're a good fit. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of times when you have any of that type of dog, what we find like a, any of the bully breed types, really, whether it even be a boxer, an English bulldog, a French bulldog, um, any of those bully type breeds, they're very prone to overstimulation and have a really hard time um, in that environment because they get overstimulated and they have a really really hard time calming down. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes we find that they're not always the best candidates. Now, if we have a, if we find one that can do it, they do great. Yeah. But we find that sometimes with those procedures, that's with the evaluation, but you know, we've had golden retrievers, we've had, you know, pointers, we've had labs that we've had to say, I'm sorry, this isn't a good fit. So, you know, it's, it's, that's why we do the eval. That's why they're always supervised. But if at any time we think a dog's going to create an unsafe environment for themselves or for anybody else, whether it be at the evaluation or any time during their, when they're with us, we'll remove the dog and dismiss them, you know, without question. We also have a zero tolerance policy on fighting and biting. So if a dog bites another dog with the intention to do harm, they can't come back. It's zero tolerance. Um, if a dog you know, gets into a fight with another dog and it's with the intention to do harm and causes a chaotic sure. environment, then then they can't come back. So now there is play biting. You know, and that's one of the things that, you know, when dogs play, there's biting involved. Now that's not to do harm. I mean, that's how puppies play. That's a lot of times how young dogs play. We also allow older dogs 
to correct younger dogs, and a lot of times that's with a nip or, you know, and that's not truly a bite. Yeah. Speaking of that, we had a uh, client that was like a second or third opinion that came in our clinic, and the dog had all these little lesions, and I'm going to show everybody in the room, all around the neck, just Mm -hmm. around the neck. And uh, first vet treated it with something, second vet put it on antibiotics, and they came in, and I looked at these lesions, and I said, do you you have a second dog? Well, yeah. Where does that dog spend all its time? Oh, biting around our dog's neck. Right. That's what it's from. <laughs> you know, right. I think we got the problem somehow. Yeah. That's why it's not but, sealing. But it's so yeah. funny. You, you, you get this behavior, and it's not harmful. That's how no. they play, and they, yeah. and they play each other, and they, and they put their mouth on it. And, you know. and, and young dogs have sh- very sharp teeth. Very sharp till they you fall know. out. So when yes. your five-month-old puppies are in, they got oh, all their yeah. little baby teeth, and those yep. babies will cut you in a second. I remember years ago, too, we had a... Uh, uh, Dalmatian and she was, you know, light skinned, of course, you know, and she was, and she was a wild player. She had so much fun. And the owner would always be like, oh, she comes home with all these marks. And I'm like, it's from playing. Like nobody's yeah. being mean to her. And I finally just took a video with my phone because this is like, you know, this was back, you know, long years. I'm not going right. to, these years ago. And, um, you're not you that know, old. Well, but I, you know, it was just when you could start taking videos with phones, I oh, guess is what go. I'm saying. You know, that was kind of new. And I was like, well, I can use my phone and take yeah. a video and um, took a video and showed him. He's like, oh, OK. Yeah. You know, he felt, you know, he felt so much better after he saw. I was like, she's a rough and tumble player. Yeah. My dog's not dying of an unknown disease. Right. Nobody's picking on your dog. Yeah. Nobody's being mean to your dog. Your dog right. is very actively engaged in the style of play. She right. just has thinner fur. Well, and Janice, that's got to be a part of your process where when people first start bringing their dogs in, they don't completely always understand it because I run into that at the dog park. Right. Dogs are playing with each other. It seems rough and tumble. But no offense, you didn't see me and my brothers wrestling when (laughs) we were little kids. And it got a little bit rough and tumble, too. But we had fun doing it. And that's what the dogs are doing. But it's so important for you to teach people this is not the problem. This is not done with anger and malice and intent. This is done because these people have dogs that don't get exercise, that are stuck and need to... Or just need more. Or the people just want their dogs to yeah. have more. Yeah, and one, you know? pl- and one huge plus for you as compared to a dog park is all of your dogs are vetted, all right. of your dogs are vaccinated, all your dogs are wormed, and you don't have to worry about a confrontation because you've taken that out of the picture. Right, and if we have one, it's stopped immediately and... Yeah. You know, the dogs are moved. I and you don't have to worry that, about right. it to happening again. Right. Yeah, right? That, that's the biggest problem with the First dog time, park. shame yeah. on them. Second time, shame on me. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And right. Whereas in dog parks, you know, it's just each person to their own. If they have an attitude mm-hmm. or an opinion mm-hmm. that their dog is at right. not at the wrong, right. irregardless of what it is, you know, unfortunately, that's something you can't control. But in that's your situation, you're in full control. You know, absolutely. Hey, leave your dog at the door. Gotta we'll take it. it from here. Right. Yeah. And we have cameras on the enti- throughout the entire facility, so we're able to monitor stuff. And, you know, if we have a situation where maybe we're not exactly sure exactly what happened, you know, we can go back and look. Oh, that's awesome. And that's been, and that's been wonderful. You know, We're going to put one in the studio. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. So and we use that for security. We use that for our protection, for the client's protection and, you know. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Now, now great. that you have two locations, mm-hmm. uh, one in Okemos, for those who don't know, if you mm-hmm. go – East out of Okemos uh, on Grand River near Cornell. Well, at the right on the corner of Cornell, Cornell. Yeah. right? Or your uh, Delta Township location. Yeah. Uh, the fact that you have two, has that 
alleviated much or any issue with like maybe waiting lists and uh, uh, you know booking problems or or if somebody comes to you there might be a, a wait list if you will well, yeah, like so we're already booked for, you know, for obviously Thanksgiving and stuff for for boarding. We stopped taking new clients for that several weeks ago, but um you what know, about, usually, what about for doggy day uh, for, for your daycare? doggy daycare? No, we that... usually we usually have room. There's some days we'll get booked up, but um um you know, we usually have room at at, okay. at one facility. Mm-hmm. And you know, the thing that's been nice is if we had to like we got concrete work done, we had to close our Lansing location, dogs were able to go to the Okemos location instead. So that was one Perfect. of the things that was that was nice. That's great to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Well, and there's no doubt that the thing that people should get from this conversation that I just love, Janice, is the fact that so many people in business just so want all the business that they can get. And you have probably mentioned three, four times all the reasons why you're going to turn down business because bottom line is you don't care about the day-to-day of how your business is doing. You've always had the long term. Right. You want to have the right dogs so we can, you know, it's not about having the most dogs. It's about having the right dogs. And when you have the right dogs, you can have more dogs, right? Yeah. No question about it. Well, we need to take one more break. We're talking this morning with Janice Milligan-Peters from Doggy Day Care and Spa. And we'll return right here on 1320 WILS. Welcome back to the MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show on 1320 WILS. Here are your hosts, Rick Bruce and Lee Cohen. We're back here with the MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show, and what a fun morning it's been. We've been talking with Janice Milligan-Peters from Doggy Daycare and Spa Locations. And Janice, the, the question I have to ask you, we've talked a lot about daycare. We've talked about uh, boarding a little mm-hmm. bit. We've talked about the training talk about what's going on with grooming because truth be said i know of a lot of people who are starting to groom their animals more often and frankly it just seems like you can't just walk in and expect that you're going to get an appointment in a day or so it seems like uh, what's happening for a lot of good hairdressers for people the same thing is going on for groomers for their animals talk about what's going on with that well especially over at our okamas location you know i've got um three groomers that work there full-time monday through friday and they're always booked out and then i've got um a couple gals that work on the weekends and they're always booked out too i mean Okemos were not even taking new clients until after the first of the year. Um, Lansing. But if, I, but if I live in Okemos, I can bring my dog to the Lansing. You can. Place. You can bring your dog over to the Lansing location for grooming. Um, and we've been we've been suggesting that, you know, and Horrocks is just down the road. So I say, hey, you know, spend some time at Horrocks. Dog gets groomed. Pick them up. You know, when they're done, we'll give you a call. And, and for the people so, in that Eve Williamston, Okemos area that haven't been to Horrocks, you're making a mistake. Not right. It's there. a very cool place. <laughs> most most people, cool I place. think, have experienced Horrocks. I would hope so. <laughs> you would, well, maybe maybe they haven't, you yeah. know. Yeah. Well, and how, maybe they have If I drop them off, how long are they going to be there for Well, breeding? it depends on the breed. Let's you know, say um, Golden Doodle. Sure, the most not? popular breed in the world right yeah. now. You know, actually, um, uh, AKC just put the franchise. I, I know, I saw that, but it's, I bet you. Well, it's because AKC doesn't recognize AKC. the Golden Doodle, right? Otherwise, <laughs> I think, was, or the Doodle in general. Was, uh, we just had that discussion. <laughs> we had a Doodle show, right? Yeah. Right. I mean, okay. So how long very, very, did it take? My uh, well, on let's a, say on it's a doodle, thirty pounder. A thirty pound, a mini Doodle. Um, that's going to be about two hours. Sweet. Like a standard size, a uh, you know seventy to you know eighty pound Doodle is probably going to be about three. Yeah. Hours. So, you know, and that's a good, you know, it just depends. It depends on how often they get groomed. We always recommend, 
you know, grooming regularly, at least every four to six weeks. Four to six. Dep- Perfect. Regardless of the breed. I don't care if you have a lab. It's important that they get groomed regularly. They need their nails done. They need their ears cleaned. Um, we're going to be able to get a lot more hair out than you can at home. Um, you're going to find that uh, grooming experience, experience with grooming on a dog like a lab. After they're done, you're going to see a noticeable difference than giving them a bath at home. And, and she was just talking about ears. Uh, there's theories of leaving all the hair in the doodles and the goldens. And all well, goldens not as bad, but other breeds in the standard poodles. Um, that was an issue that we saw. If the groomers don't do that, you're so prone to ear infections. Oh, like plucking the ears? Yeah. yeah, we pluck the ears. And you but... teach them young. Yes. And when they're young, you do it. Because and they get older, fun. they just stand there and they right. don't even care. Right. And we do, for young dogs, we do a puppy intro for them. So where they come and all they do is meet the groomer. And the groomer just gives them lots of hugs and kisses. And they take them back and they clip their nails and they... You know, they they trim around their eyes. Puppy they, cut. Yeah, That's yeah, not even. Yeah, they don't cut. they don't even give them a bath yeah. or anything yet. You yeah. know, they just kind of they get used to the sounds and everything. And then a week later, we have them bring them back. Nothing bad happened when they came the first time. And then we do more. Perfect. You know, because we want to make it so. You know, these the doodles are going to be a dog that's going to have to. It's a high grooming dog. It's they have to get done yeah. regularly yeah. Yeah. for right. the rest of their we, life. We were so. mentioning last week that if you don't want the. Uh, Hair around the house, it's got to stay on the dog. So, right. you know, what are you going to do? Or on the groomer's floor. On right. the groomer's That's floor. Yeah. Right. And, you know, it's hard to keep them from matting if you don't get them groomed regularly because sure. not many people have the patience to comb out long coats no. or they just do the top. They don't realize that the matting's we've, down by the skin. Yeah, we've seen that in old English sheepdogs. We were talking yes. about that where they, they look beautiful and that only two inches of hair have ever been groomed and they're right. matted three inches down to their skin. And that's, that's and then dangerous. That's, it's dangerous. It causes lesions on the skin. Um, they're more apt to get cut if they when they do get groomed. Um, the air can't get to it. It's just, yeah. It's, it's it's a tough thing. So yeah. we always, any breed, we recommend four to six weeks. Yeah. And then and people will go, well, in the wild, in the wild, that dog wild never dogs. existed. That's, <laughs> right. Dogs are not wild animals or domesticated. It doesn't count. We could talk about this all day, couldn't we? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, I'm just uh, it's kind of like uh, bunny uh, hopping through the forest. Can yeah. you imagine an old English sheepdog just kind of like, <laughs> like that wandering that, through no, the it, forest? It couldn't because you know, it's too mad enough. A husky, a husky yeah. maybe. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, and you look at pointers. They got, right. and beagles, they they're yeah. bred to do that all day long right. and not get burrs stuck in their coat. Right. Yeah. That's not yeah. why we bred the doodles or the sheepdogs or the, you know, yeah. even, the, even the goldens. Well, the pointers, you know? too. I uh, used to pheasant hunt with a friend that had uh, Gordon Setters, which is a really uh-huh. nice dog. Oh, yeah, beautiful. And he would put ointment, uh, not ointment, cream, and, and, and the, it was like you do for shows. On so the, the dog doesn't matter on the coat. So when you go out, and we are getting burrs all over us, and there's nothing in this dog's coat. And I'm going, what did you do? He goes, so I I put the, it's called whoopee cream. And that sounds like a different business, but I knew I had to do that for Bruce. But um, (laughs) uh, I just, yeah, he heard it. Um, But but it's a cream they put on to keep their coat from matting. And so when they go to the shows, they don't have to spend the whole week grooming mats out of these dogs. Mm -hmm. And it's not greasy? the dog, and now you have this nice fluffy coat. Yeah, does it feel greasy? That's what she was asking. Does it feel greasy at all or anything? It does? Okay. But it, and but you it wouldn't want it probably out. on your couch, yeah. It but it does wash, wash out, out very okay. easily, yeah. Okay. But it keeps their coat from matting, and it's yeah. beautiful. But when you have one of those breeds and you can't do that, you've got to take them in for grooming. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You have to. It, it makes important. a huge difference with them. 
Well, and Janice, one of the things you said that I've recently learned, uh, I have my first non-Australian shepherd as a dog, and mm-hmm. it is a, a black lab. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you, the cleaning of the ears was something who knew? Right. And frankly, now that I've seen the experience, thank God my wife did, because mm-hmm. bottom line is, he stinky. and well, and he has never reacted badly to her calling him over and cleaning his ears. Mm-hmm. And frankly, it makes a huge difference because he had already had two infections. Mm-hmm. And we're like, this is not going to last if this is what life is going to be like right. with right. this dog. And dog's ears are different from ours. So if you're trying to clean your ear, you can actually put a Q-tip to your tympanic membrane or mm-hmm. your eardrum instantly. A dog has a vertical canal and then a horizontal canal. Our horizontal canal is the same as a dog's, which is about the same distance maybe um, in European, a centimeter and a half, uh, which is about three quarters of an inch. But in dogs, the vertical canal in a lab is another inch or inch and a half of ear canal. Mm-hmm. And so if they get wet, the water pools down in the bottom of that, and that's what promotes the ear infections because it stays wet. Yep. And they are dogs that don't have what are called prick ears. Their ears are droop ears, and uh, it's closing the ear canal. Our ears don't cover our ear canal. And in these dogs that do, that's what you have to be aware of, especially in the swimming dogs. Mm-hmm. And one thing we would do with those dogs is we would mix a solution of half vinegar and half alcohol. We call it swimmer's ear. And they use it for humans that swim a lot. Mm-hmm. Back when I did triathlons, I'd use that. And you... Every day they're done swimming, you flush their ears with that, and you can actively prevent an ear infection very easily yeah. and very safely. You just have to be make sure you yeah. do it. Right. right. And when you're grooming and you're grooming, you put uh, cotton plugs in ears when yeah. you give them baths, too. Yeah, with the dogs like that, yeah. we do. And so most of those dogs, their ears are protected by the groomer. But when they're swimming, they're not protected. Right. And that's the protection that you do afterwards. Keep them clean. Right. Now, Janice, uh, one thing I would like to ask you before we finish up today is for people who are interested in using your grooming services, because they really are fantastic, Mm -hmm. if they get in line now and sign up, they can reserve dates into next year so that they've got a date set on the calendar yeah, we on a regular schedule, basis. Yeah, so. we can do standing grooming appointments, yeah. yeah, just like we do with the standing daycare appointments. In fact, we encourage people to do that, um, you know, but it's important that they keep that appointment because, you know, if you if you schedule those out and then you're like, oh, you know, I'm not going to be able to make it, That's it's a big deal because my groomers sell time. Right, and yeah. what if somebody doesn't show up, well, they can't. That's lost income. They can't resell that. And time, a lot right? of places are now doing cancel fees. Yeah, well, and we I, do. You have to do we it, do, but that's what you people you got no it on your phone. Cancellation yep. fee. My phone tells me the day ahead that I've got to yeah. come and talk to the radio. Well, and I <laughs> and I understand that. I guess I'm just bringing it up because I know there's a lot of people who would mm-hmm. love to use your service, and frankly. I hate to say it, but a lot of times for good things, you have to wait. Right. And whether it's a restaurant. You're not going to get in or, tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. And, and you have to plan. Yeah. And, and that's the thing that I want the listeners to understand is yeah. that they can take and, advantage of your services, right. but plan for it. Have it as part of a schedule. Right. And people that know if you've got a call and plan ahead for dog grooming, you're going to the right place. Right. Oh, sure. Uh, I've always right. said the people want to eat in the restaurant where they have to wait in the line. Exactly. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you go to a restaurant and instead you wonder why, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, you don't wonder why. You go to one that's right. busy. Wait for the best. <laughs> and right. that's what there. you're doing. So, well, Janice, thank you so much for coming in. It's a pleasure to see you again, and we look forward to having you on again in the future. Anytime. Well, we appreciate it. Thank you. And on behalf of my co-hosts in the studio, uh, Dr. Schultz and Rick Proust, on behalf of our producer, Bruce, 
Bruce Warner, who got a few laughs out of the show. I hope you enjoyed them. This is Lee Cohen wishing all of you a great weekend, a great weekend. We'll talk next weekend on the Mid-Michigan Pet Expert Talk Show. Meantime, all of you, please, please take good care of your pets. Have a great week, everyone. Thank you.